The legislature is expected to hold a special session next month to deal with legislation providing a $100 million bailout of consumer product giant Kimberly Clark. Senator Chris Cabinga, Republican Delafield, has been against this whole move for a corporate bailout from the very beginning. He hasn't changed his mind on that position. Senator Chris Cabinga joins us now on this edition of MacGyver Newsmakers. Well, the legislature is set for a special session next month to take up a hefty incentives package aimed at keeping home products giant Kimberly Clark in the Badger State. The session could include other bills as well. State Senator Chris Kappinga has been a critic of what has been described as a taxpayer-funded bailout. Who describes it as such? Anybody who doesn't like taxpayer-funded bailouts, yours truly, my uh, day job, news organization, MacGyver News Institute. We have been uh, obviously very critical of uh, this kind of deal, Um, and I know that there are others as well. The Delafield Republican joins us now to talk about that special session, a key piece of health care legislation he has authored and what's next for it and how to survive the politics of destruction. Good morning, sir. How are you? That's a, that's a tall order. A lot of things to do today. Yeah. Good morning, Matt. Thanks for having me on again. Always enjoy having you on the show. Uh, let's uh, dig into the uh, Kimberly-Clark special session. Now, it's all about Kimberly-Clark, but we're also hearing that there could be other legislation coming up. What's the latest on that session? Uh, we'll get into the Kimberly-Clark situation here in just a moment, but what kind of bills, other bills, might we be talking about? Are, will there be other bills brought up? Yeah, there, there will likely be other bills, and that, that list is being created right now just on, hey, what what are some of the things that we weren't able to get to during the regular session of the legislature? So what we'll do is kind of sift through those and figure out, you know, did some of the ideas and, and pieces of the legislation come through right at the end? We just didn't have a chance to to get them to the floor, even though they're through committees, that's being scrubbed right now to figure out what do we want to get done before the end of the year in this special session that uh, we just didn't get to. That's important stuff. Anything in particular you're hearing uh, in terms of tax relief, in terms of uh, lifting regulation, uh, what have you? No, there's, uh, well, you're talking about some of the, okay, here are the, here are kind of the philosophies that we ascribe to as Republicans. Here's what we think would be good for the state. Those are those are the discussion points. So what we're doing is actually going back into the specific bills that are out there. Um, and obviously, Kimberly Clark, as you alluded to, is is one of the pieces of legislation that was discussed. It's a great example of what we're going to be looking at. We don't have a specific bill list yet. Um, that's what we're talking about within our caucuses right now to to get that together. That's something, obviously, in Kimberly-Clark leadership wants to bring forward, and obviously it passed in the Assembly. You have misgivings about this bill, as do others. I know your colleague um, as well, Senator David Craig, has expressed concerns about this legislation. You you were, at one point, kind of out there alone, publicly speaking, uh, about this legislation and your concerns, but others are, are joining in. What's the sense that uh, you're gathering from... Uh, the talk inside the Senate on where this thing stands. Yeah, well, I, I always start with, hey, what is my job? My job as a senator is to analyze the issue in front of me and determine if it's appropriate or not. You know, you start with a principle. Does it fit in the principle? Then let's look at the policy. If it does fit within the principle, that is the role of government. So in this piece of legislation, um, 
I just, I am not comfortable with going outside of what we already have created for economic development. And, and I'll just say, you know, I agree with Governor Walker and probably 99% of the things that, that we put through, uh, and, and other senators, but there's always going to be issues that, that in my role, I'm just not going to fundamentally agree with other people on. And, and if you look at my, my history in the legislature, I always try to stick to my principles in that. That doesn't mean other people are necessarily wrong and I don't go out and criticize them, but I do stand up for what I believe is the right thing. And in this specific situation, we already have a structure created for companies who are saying, hey, I need a little bit of help here. Um, we've authorized specific actions that WEDC or the economic development arm of the state can use their tools. And I'm okay with Kimberly Clark and any other company going to that toolbox and saying, hey, these are already authorized, but what what's trying to be done is we're taking the model of Foxconn, which is a one-time thing, and, and we've had a lot of discussions um, about that uh, on your show, but also just everybody's had those discussions. Foxconn is a different animal, and it's a one-time thing that is massive, and we can't take that model and make it the norm. It is not. It's a very specific situation that, that even I struggled with putting that in place. Um, but then you take Kimberly Clark again specifically, and you're talking about $200,000 per job saved approximately. And I just, I just do not agree that it's good public policy to put that in place. You know, I'm a business owner and I have to, I have to figure out where my business is going based on the rules that are in place, and I, I can't go, you know, I don't have the leverage of a Kimberly Clark to go to and, and try and say, hey, I couldn't come to an agreement with my union, so I need the state to step in and help supplement that. I, I just don't feel it's appropriate to do that. So that that's kind of the, the issue that we'll be talking through. And, and my vote clearly, as you know, is is I will not vote for this package. I am against the bill that the Assembly put in place, um, and I will hold to that vote. And I think every senator has to look at, hey, where am I at? Uh, and Senator Craig yesterday came out publicly and said, I'm just not comfortable with it. So each senator is going through that. I have not called every senator to find out where they're at. Uh, but, I, but I do think it's going to be tough to find the votes to get that passed through the Senate. But the governor and um, obviously Senator Roth, it's in his district, they feel this is important to try to get through, so they're they're trying to use their position and what people elected them for to to try and advance this piece of legislation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I understand that, and I understand if you're a senator. Roth, you have uh, a lot at stake in your district, and this is a district issue. I can't understand necessarily uh, why you would support this if you're from southeast Wisconsin or southwest Wisconsin, other than hey. You know, if if we've done this before, then uh, and it's benefited other parts of the state. Why not here? But you're absolutely right. There is a vast difference between what happened with Foxconn, generational changing, new, the biggest development, economic development deal of its kind in the history, not only of Wisconsin but of this nation. Uh, this sets the tone for Wisconsin's economy for generations to come this is a massive massive game changer what we're dealing with with kimberly clark is a global company 
that has experienced downturn in some of its markets because of market forces. And if you're a free market person, you're going to have to accept that fact. It's unfortunate there are jobs on the line here, and I think we all understand that and get that. But to pay $200,000 per job to keep an existing business in place in an incentives package program that doesn't exist really anywhere else other than this multi-generational game-changing development is it's hard for free market people to get their minds around that I think don't you yep. yeah and it's you have a company that's in an industry that's that's dying right now so they're looking at hey we've got to close some plants around the country because we've got reduced demand on things and again, that's a business decision that that many businesses. You know, I had to look at at the downturn back in you know uh, 2008, nine, and ten. My business took a 40 percent hit on the sales, so I had to look mm-hmm. at my business and say, I've got to make some adjustments here. And they are tough decisions because you're talking about people's lives, and that's the difficult thing here. But we have to make sure that we separate logic from emotion. That's my job as a senator is to say. Let's take away the emotion of this because no one wants to see people lose their job. But the logic is we are in an economy where every single company out there is saying, I could hire 10 to 15% more people into my workforce, and we're screaming for good people. And you know what the reality is? Kimberly Clark can go to other states and try to do this business. They're not going to find the same workforce quality as what's in Wisconsin, and they know that. You can't find good, solid work ethic like you can in Wisconsin and many other places in the country. So I, I think they're kind of gambling here, too, trying to say, hey, you know what? If we can get the government to come in and help fill a gap that we couldn't bridge with the unions, then they're going to go for that. And, and they're smart to try it. But I'm just saying it doesn't line up with what our what our principles are, and I just, I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah, I had a conversation with the Kimberly Clark Insider. We reported on that story. And uh, this is an individual who said they're turning a very solid profit at the plant in question in the uh, Appleton area. And we're talking about a million dollars a day in profit, according to the insider I spoke to. So, yeah, I mean, this is a very productive and has been a very profitable place. But the dynamics of the marketplace for this particular industry changing and that's the reality that we have to deal with you talked a moment ago about uh, the job of the legislator is separating emotion from reason and dealing reasonably with uh, public policy issues how difficult has that become in a time when there's so much emotion it could choke a horse or a donkey or an elephant if you will I mean these are bizarre times how do you survive as a politician as a senator uh, as an American, the politics of destruction uh, that we're dealing with in this day and age. Yeah, again, it goes back to what we have to do as, as Republican and, and constitutionalist is, is to step back and say, let's, let's always look at high level. Um, so I'll give you an example. It's really interesting. My daughter um, just went down to Nashville. She's at uh, Belmont University there. And first year, and it's interesting, she calls me every once in a while, and she's like, hey, what do you think about this? Because, you know, even in that university, which is supposed to be a little bit more conservative, you're having people talk about, well, what universal health care, because we want to have, you know, we feel bad for these people. And 
And you always have to step back and say, okay, let, let's think about, again, the principle here is uh, socialism does not work, right? It never has. So let's look at reality versus what I think in my head. And, and that's, that's always a good place to start. And, and I'll go to, to, I'll bring up Kavanaugh because I'll tell you, that is a, it's a textbook example of what the liberals are doing to try and swing. Even I'm hearing conservatives question themselves. And we have to keep this in mind. The liberals on that specific thing want us to get pulled into the issue of what happened to Blasey Ford. That is not the question we are dealing with here. The issue we're supposed to be focusing in on is, did Kavanaugh commit an illegal act? And I watched the entire hearing set, and I just watched them continuously pivot away from what we're supposed to be asking to an emotional issue of a horrible situation with a female that um, that they keep pulling over to, and it gets away from the crux of the question. Now, if you take the Kavanaugh situation and you look at the the actual case on is Kavanaugh, did he commit an illegal act, every piece of evidence that's being thrown up has been discredited. Even the witnesses that were there are saying it didn't happen. Right. Um, now, you know, Blasey Ford comes up and she essentially has perjured herself because she said, you know, I never took a lie. I don't know anything about lie detectors. And we find out that she's actually coached people on, on how to pass them. And the small space issue that she brought up, again, their draw to these emotional things on her issue, that's not the point. So as, as conservatives, we have to continue, and Republicans, we've got to continue to, to, to think about the real question that we're supposed to be talking about and not let liberals sidetrack us on things that are not, that's not the question here. And they're so good at swinging it to emotion. And even with my daughter and talking about, you know, universal health care and things like that, I always tell her, step back to the principle and let's talk about it high level. Does it match up with that and what reality is versus what the emotional discussion is? So that, that's uh, maybe a long answer to the question, but it's the crux of what we have to make sure we're doing in this is, is super sensitive environment where the liberals are bashing everything. They're taking everything Trump is saying and they're twisting it into some emotional thing about how bad he is. Well, let's get back to what he actually said and what he's dealing with here and how he's doing. Again, you look at how, how is our president doing? He's doing an amazing job at governing this country, which is what we hired him for. No, so I think that's, it's a, that's, yeah. I, I think it's a perfect answer. I, I think that uh, in a, it does need a little elucidation. It needs a little more expounding upon. And I think you've done that very well because it gets back to your original question. We were talking about other topics. If you don't have your principles, then what do you have? Well, you have the politics of destruction that we've seen, and you referenced, you know, these so-called conservatives. And maybe Jeff Flake is a conservative. Maybe he's not. One thing he appears not to be is a constitutionalist. Because if he's a constitutionalist, he believes in the process of and and the high ideal of due process. He believes in the presumption of innocence. And apparently, um, I, I'm not seeing that out of Jeff Flake and some of these wow. other so-called conservatives. And that's that's very worrisome. Yeah, it, it, what's interesting, too, I don't know if you watched the hearings, but I'm not a huge Lindsey Graham fan. Mm -hmm. 
I haven't been <laughs> historically, uh-huh. but I would encourage everybody to go back and watch that segment where he he had his speech and he kind of went off course on it. He did an amazing job of pointing out what the Democrats are actually doing, and I really respect what he said. And he just peeled back the layers of the onion. He's like, "This is all about power, and it's it's clear you are you are completely off track." And I hope you do not get it. It was a great speech. You know, what was cool about it too. For those uh, fans of nineteen uh, sixties cartoons, it sound if you closed your eyes, you could hear Deputy Dog just calling out the left. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was awesome. Just close your eyes. Before my and- time. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. We are guys of a certain age. I'm sure you've caught these on reruns from time to time. Hey, as always, uh, I... Of course. Of course, of course. I always enjoy uh, the conversation. Thank you for your perspective on all of uh, the issues that we've raised, very important issues and obviously important legislative uh, business ahead. I appreciate your time. You bet. Thank you. Take care. That is uh, State Senator Chris... Kappinga joining us on the show. I'm sorry, I run a little bit late, uh, Dan. My friend Dan O'Donnell is, by the way, speaking of expert breakdown of the whole Kavanaugh issue, the whole series of allegations, Dan has done an excellent job of breaking that down, putting it into an easily accessible way, and tearing apart the allegations of the left and, quite frankly, the allegations by the accusers of Brett Kavanaugh. You'll find Dan's latest piece at MacGyverInstitute.com. Thank you again for joining us for this edition of MacGyver Newsmakers. I'm Matt Kittle.